welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Diversity Club, the podcast that shares the stories of immigrants that have relocated to Australia. My name is Basil Mawuza. To begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which we record our podcast. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, both past and present. Indeed, I would like to acknowledge all the traditional custodians of the lands upon which immigrants have come to call home. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's show. As I mentioned in the last episode, this week we are looking at uh, the report from the Australian Bureau of Stats, uh, uh, which focuses on uh, Australian migration. Now, initially when I was planning on uh, doing this uh, episode, I was looking at... um, the 2018 to 2019 financial year, but uh, as the show evolved, um, the new report was released, which covers the 2019 to 2020 financial year. So as we go through the the figures, we'll be looking at uh, both of those uh, reports with an emphasis on the most recent, which was released on the 23rd of April in 2021. Now, what is uh, very key and uh, something that uh, really uh, took me aback is Australia is truly rich in uh, migration history and its numbers speak to that uh, fact. And uh, if you look at uh, Australia, every single country is represented in the Australian population that, uh, for context, um, means that the 195 countries globally are all found in some shape, manner, or form in the Australian population. This quite literally makes Australia the United Nation. With a population of uh, 7.6 million uh, migrants living in Australia, 29.8% of Australia's population uh, were born overseas. That's nearly a third of the Australian population. Um, if you look at uh, the growth in population, um, in 2019, uh, Australia's population grew by almost 240,000 people. And in 2020, it also grew by almost 195,000. And uh, this is uh, uh due to the net overseas migration. Now, uh, migrants accounted for 2.4% of the country's population. But uh, if you look at um, 2019, sorry, migrants accounted for 62.5% of the country's annual population growth. Again, this is amazing. This uh, would be two-thirds of the population growth was driven by migrants in 2019. And we had uh, a steep fall in the population growth, um, which I presume would have been from uh, COVID. Now, when you look at how the uh, Australian population, or at least the percentage of uh, uh, people born overseas in Australia, uh, how it has ebbed and flowed over the, over the, the, the years, dating back to uh, 1891, you find that 
we started off at uh, slightly over 30%. And that contribution of overseas-born population uh, started to decline. And uh, the decline was quite rapid during the period of the uh, First and Second World War. And thereafter, it went on a pretty steep uh, increase, uh, which um, slowed down uh, uh, quite significantly in uh, 1976 when we had the economic downturn. But uh, from about 1979-1980, again, the population has been more um, um, uh gradual and persistent in 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 the contribution so we went from a uh, a percentage of uh, about 21 to 22 percent around about that 1979 1980 period all the way up every single year going up to um, the 29.8 percent in the 2020 uh, the financial year and when we look at um the countries that are contributing to the um, overseas-born population, um, we find that um, the number one country that contributes to overseas-born population, no surprise, is England uh, with just under 1 million people. Uh, this is about 3.8% of uh, the Australian population. Uh, this is uh, followed by India, which has uh, about 720,000 uh, people, um, and that is a contribution of 2.8%. Interesting to note that um, India overtook uh, uh, China in in the in that last financial year, and China is third with about 650 people and a contribution of two and a half percent. Now, uh, just to quickly go through uh, positions four to ten. Uh, fourth, we have New Zealand, uh, followed by the Philippines, Vietnam, and our first African um, uh, country, South Africa, which has about 200,000 people, just under 0.8% of the Australian population. Eight is Italy, nine is Malaysia, and 10 is Sri Lanka. Now, of interest are countries like uh, America, which is 15th, with a little over 110,000 people. Um, Indonesia, which is uh, one of uh, Australia's favorite holiday destinations, number 21, with 92,000 people. Uh, Thailand, which is 23rd, with uh, slightly over 83,000 people. Fiji, just under 80,000. Canada, which uh, one would presume would have a a higher contribution, 56,000 people, number 30. And the first South American contributor, Brazil, at about 53,000 people, number 33. And my home country, Zimbabwe, with uh, a little over 45,000 people at number 38. The population structure of uh, Australia is, is very intriguing. And uh, when you look at the report, you find that when, we, when you first focus on the, on the Australian-born population, um, it, is, it is a typical, a, a, a typical uh, base where the, the bottom of uh, the, the age structure, uh, both on the male and the female uh, side of the graph, is bottom-heavy. Um, 
with the the young uh, population of zero to four being the the highest percentage of uh, population, and it tapers off all the way down as their ages as their ages uh, go up. Now this is is uh, in stark contrast to uh, the population of uh, overseas born. Uh, people where the overseas born population is very narrow at the base so which means that um, you're seeing the biggest bulge uh, in the age range of 25 to 44 Uh, these are the economically um, active years and those are the main people that are coming in to uh, to australia and uh, contributing um, economically and that is also seen through uh, either it be the visas that are con- that are given out uh, for um, skilled uh, um, mi- migrants, or it, it can also be people that can afford to be coming to Australia on a holiday. So you find that economically, Im- Im- migrants are contributing significantly to the econom- economic uh, um, outlook of Australia. The median age, you find that whilst the median age of the overseas-born population has gradually been decreasing over over a decade, a small increase was recorded from the previous financial year where it, it went uh, from 43 years old to 44 years. However, you would find that the forecasts are predicting that that age range is likely to um to 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 keep dipping and going down as more visa points continue to be allocated to the, the to that age range of about 25 to 33 years old um when you now look at the australian born population the the median age has been consistent at about 34 years old and this is actually an increase as the Australian population has been aging. The decrease in the median age of the overseas-born population is having a positive effect on the age structure of Australia by slowing down the aging of the total population. So we are finding that um, as more migrants come into the country, because they are largely coming in during, uh, during their economically active years, that then goes on to positively impact the age of the total uh, Australian population, which means that we then have an uh, a, a population base that is able to look after its age, its aging sector uh, of the population. And uh, just having a closer look within the overseas-born population uh, the, uh, and analyzing the median age, you find that the population that was born in England, uh, the median age is 58. In, uh, uh the Indian population is 35, China 38, um, New Zealand 44, the Philippines 40, Vietnam 47, South Africa 44, Italy um 72 this is one that is um uh significantly out of the ranges of uh, the other countries and what you find is that this is largely um population a population of people that came post uh, world war 2 whereas when you look at uh, uh china and india these are recent uh, 
uh, immigrants that uh, have come through from about 2010 onwards. Malaysia, 41. Sri Lanka, 41. And uh, you find that um, that then leaves us with that overseas-born uh, median age of about 44. Now, another uh, area of, uh, of interest for me was to see which, which states are actually welcoming um, migrants. You find that um, Western Australia is, um, is the state that is leading the way. Uh, it has the highest uh, proportion of, um, of uh, overseas-born uh, uh, migrants. That is thirty-five percent of uh, of uh, of the of the population. Uh, Victoria is at thirty-one percent. Um, New South Wales is third at thirty percent. The ACT is at twenty-eight percent. My home state, Queensland, at twenty-four percent, tied with uh, South Australia at twenty-four percent. The Northern Territory at um, 23% and Tasmania had the lowest uh, proportion at 13%. So that is just a quick uh, look into the the stats as far as my migration is concerned in Australia and just to recap the areas that we we noted that were of interest um that every single country is represented in uh, in Australia which means that um Australia does truly represent the world in terms of uh, the people that uh, um make up and compose the country this is nearly a third of um of the population that is born overseas and we 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 note that the population growth in Australia is being driven by by uh, by migrants who are coming in and seeking a better life and a better future for themselves and their children, and um, because these migrants are coming in during their economically active years, they are actually coming in and uh, having a positive effect effect on the on the age uh, structure of Australia, where an aging population now. The, is seeing uh, young blood coming in, and uh, these younger people that are coming in are economically active and are able to pay taxes, make uh, contribute to the economy, whether it be through working or um, paying off taxes. They they are actually contributing, and all these things go into the government government uh, funds where the older population can be looked after. Um, we also noted that um, England, India, and China are the top three countries with uh, overseas-born population. And that is the report. I hope you enjoyed the facts and the figures, as well as the brief look into Australia's rich migration history, as well as uh, a look at how we have evolved to where we are today. If I come across any more reports or if you have any reports that you feel the greater community should be exposed to, feel free to share them with me. Our next episode is going to have our very first guest, Denise, who is an absolutely bubbly and friendly personality who makes for the perfect guest 
to kick us off um, with uh, Diversity Club interviews. I hope you will enjoy um, her story and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week. If you have enjoyed the show and you or anyone that you know would like to participate in future episodes, please feel free to contact us on info at diversityclub.com.au or on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, you're only limited by what you're exposed to. Have a good one, folks.